Welcome, everybody, for our last show of 2020. And I got to say, good riddance to 2020, huh? What a year. going to apologize in advance for uh, my voice being a little weak. I am not sick. I want you to know I had the heat on in my house for the first time this year. It was in the 30s um, on uh, Saturday and in the 40s last night. And in Florida, that's like negative 12, okay? So I had to turn the heat on. Heat always makes me a little dry. But we're having a great uh, end of year. Um, We have a lot of things to talk about today. We're bringing back one of our favorite guests, who uh, some of you might remember, actually guest hosted for me uh, uh, several months ago uh, when I wasn't feeling well and did such a great job. Uh, Miss Diane Daniels, the president and founder of Medicare Nation, which was awarded uh, the uh, the distinction of being the number one uh, podcast in the nation on the topic of Medicare and all its related topics. So we're going to bring Diane uh, on in just a few minutes, talk about changes thanks to COVID-19, normal changes, new year is coming. Uh, we're, going to get a, we're going to find out if she's going to get the um, vaccine. I, I didn't get a chance to ask her that before the show. Um, I'm always interested in people, uh, whether how they feel about the vaccine. Um, and it's just going to be a great show, our last show. Of two, we, we've ended hot the last four weeks. Uh, for those of you who have watched the show, the last four weeks we ended 2020 with a bang. So, uh, just as I always do, a little synopsis. Synopsis? That's not even a word. A synopsis of what 62 Who Knew is for our new viewers. And we do thank our new viewers. We thank our old viewers. We're always between 60 and 80,000 viewers uh, per week, which I'm still astounded at. I always say that's not because of me. It's because of our great guests. And and I want to thank everybody for that. But what is 62 Who Knew? Short and sweet, 62 Who Knew deals with the double-edged sword, the mixed blessing, if you would, of longer lifespans. Okay? I turned 62 several months ago. I have questions. We all have questions as we approach that magic age of 62. Should we take our Social Security or should we defer for a later time? Do we need to keep working? Were we successful in getting our house paid off? And if we weren't, should we take money out of our savings to get that house paid off? So we enter... Uh, you know, retirement without a mortgage payment. Uh, do we need long-term care insurance? If we didn't get it, is it too late at 62? <clears throat> do we need life insurance? Can we even get it at age 62? How about in-home care? How about, you know, all sorts of things? And I guess the question is, or the premise is, my father asked those questions of himself and his financial planners uh, when he was turning 62. His father asked, their father asked. But our generation, the generation that is turning 62, 10,000 people a day for the next 15 years turning 62 in the United States of America, our generation, that generation, has a different hurdle. And what is that hurdle? Longer lifespans. Because when my father turned 62, he's not with us anymore, it would have been 33 years ago, your average age was in the 70s. And when his father turned 62, a thousand years ago when there was dinosaurs, the average age was even lower. But today, today's world, according to the American Medical Association, if you live to be 62 in this country, notice I didn't say healthy, just live to be 62 years old, 
you have a 50-50 shot of making it to 90. Think about that. You're 62, and you have a 50-50 shot of making it to 90. That's almost 30 years. That's almost half the time you've been here. And the truth of the matter is, less than 1% of this great country has the ability to live a high quality of life from 62 to 90 without some guidance, without some help. And again, now we're into annuities, stocks, long-term care insurance, life insurance, reverse mortgages, Medicare, Medicaid, Medicare supplemental policies. The list doesn't end. And it is our goal all the time in 62 who knew to bring you experts sorry i got to do this every week to talk about one of these topics so we can get you from 62 to 90 or 95 and with medical breakthroughs and science technologies and things that are happening today possibly even a hundred in the next 10 to 20 years or more so without further ado i would like to bring back uh oh yes bring back or bring up but she's back for, the, I think, the fourth or fifth time. I'm not sure. But let's get Miss Diane Daniels up on the screen. I love that backdrop. I thought it was Hawaii, but she said it's Clearwater Beach. I, you can make it Hawaii if you'd like. I've never it, been to it, Hawaii. It's just a, cre- a screensaver. So whatever, whatever you want it to be, Michael, <laughs> it could be. Uh, well, it's on my bucket list to go to Hawaii. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Get going. I have a lot of things on my bucket list. It's a huge <laughs> bucket. A huge bucket. Um, that's good. You should have a huge list. You're going to be living to at least 90, right? Uh, that's what the program says, so I hope so. My well, mother, there you go. My mother used to say, from your mouth to God's ears. Um, <laughs> well, thank- she was a very smart woman. Uh, yes, she was. Well, thank you for being here, as always. It's always a pleasure, not just with your knowledge, but with your personality. I just love having you here. And, uh, um, me too. Me too. And you're going to make, I hope, be here a lot more often. Um, in 2021 as a part of our panel of experts as, as you know, uh, we do different things on, on the program. Uh, so let's start talking. Let's, uh, first of all, how have you, you, you haven't been on in a few months. How have you been holding up? You know, you're, you're, uh, uh, somebody sent me an email and I just love it. It said, Michael, I hope your attitude is positive and all your tests are negative. Isn't that neat? That was I a like good that. email. Yeah. So, um, you've been healthy. You've been healthy through 2020? Yes, I have. I, I didn't even go to one doctor appointment. Oh, that's good. That's good. Knock wood. I mean, you know, yeah, knock wood. You yeah. Know, but, uh, <laughs> very healthy. You know, and I I didn't know what it was going to be like for Medicare season, not being able to see clients, see clients, how they would feel. So I went and I got the antibody test just as a precaution. I did not have the antibody, so, which would mean I did not contract. Um, COVID-19. So that made a lot of people happier to know that. And I mean, I really looked out. I didn't even have a cold. Oh, that's good. Very healthy. Very good. That's great. So what what changes? Well, how was your Medicare season without being, I mean, was it below average or did clients adapt? No, it it actually increased. Wow. Yeah, and it was a lot of strain on myself. I'm not the techiest person. Like okay? me, yeah. John, the producer, knows that. He <laughs> knows I'm not the techiest person. So it was difficult for me also trying to help to train uh, beneficiaries who had no idea how to get on a Zoom call right. or anything like that or how to open up a, a text or a document to sign. 
it, it was a complete learning process, extremely time-consuming, uh, but a very blessed season. Thank you. Oh, very good. And tell us, changes the last few months in Medicare? Are they normal changes? Were they totally due to COVID-19? Or were they were specific, some were for COVID-19, and some changes were coming anyway? Yeah, some changes are going to come anyway, okay, with our annual changes. Some of the changes were a direct result of COVID. Uh, and the big one being uh, allowing beneficiaries to uh, discuss Medicare options with their um, Medicare agents online or on the telephone, uh, which they would not have been allowed to do prior to COVID. They would wow. not have been able to enroll with an agent prior to COVID. Uh, but because everything has to do with money, right? You got to make money. So the insurance companies and Medicare quickly adapted. Quickly. I mean, quickly. 24 hours. It, yeah, exactly. It's amazing how quick they adapt when it's Isn't their bottom line. Yes. Uh, to allow beneficiaries uh, to, to speak with their agents online on the phone and to be able to do applications online. So that was a, a big change and a good one. Okay. Because it helps <clears throat> beneficiaries who uh, did not want to have interactions with people because of COVID trying to stay safe. And then also for the agent, because they see so many different people. So they don't get exposed to themselves or their families or other mm. clients. So that that's a very good uh, change that happened. And I think that will continue now in history. Oh, you think you don't, uh, you, that will help a great deal. Okay, so uh, you don't think that's temporary, even when COVID's behind us, it's going to no. stay. I think that's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that will absolutely continue because it's a good, it's a positive thing. It helps everyone. It helps the beneficiaries. It helps the agents. It helps the insurance companies, and it helps Medicare. So yes. it's an all-around win-win for everybody. So I think that's here to stay. Good. Also, we're still in uh, the COVID emergencies. So right now. Anything uh, that has to do with COVID-related medical issues is all covered by Medicare, by the federal government Medicare program. Mm -hmm. So no one has to pay for anything related to COVID whatsoever in regards to testing, uh, hospital stays, or any kind of treatments or anything to do with COVID. And uh, they did recently announce that they're going to be paying for the vaccine. So no one has to pay for the vaccine either. So that's really good. When you uh, say no, and no one on Medicare. That's right. Okay. No, and, well, that's and I don't incredible. think I, I don't. If they're going to do that, I don't see why they couldn't do that for everybody. Anyway, they want to get more people to have the vaccine. Mm -hmm. uh, so having no charge is certainly something uh, that will benefit more people to get it that can't couldn't afford it because some vaccines sometimes can cost over a hundred dollars for somebody. So. I, I think that should pertain to everybody, but I know for Medicare, it's not going to cost anybody anything. You know, you're the first person to bring this up and all the talk about the vaccine. Am I going to take it? Am I not? Which we'll talk about in the second half of the show. I've never asked or even inquired, how much is this vaccine? <laughs> See? I, I mean, I don't know why, but I just never thought of it to ask the question. No, that's okay. Do you I mean, know? The reason why a lot of people didn't know if it would be covered or not is because they do pay for some vaccines. Uh, they have to still pay for shingles. Right. Okay. And they have to pay for uh, hepatitis A unless you were directly exposed to someone with hepatitis A. You have to pay for that out of your pocket. Right. But you do not have to pay for the uh, pneumococcus or flu vaccine that's covered under medicare at no charge but mm -hmm. so there are still some vaccines you got to pay for so people didn't know if you were going to have to pay for it or not under medicare so you won't not have to pay for it under medicare i'd like to find out what a you know a person below 65 walking in 
you know, to CVS or a Walgreen or their doctors, I'd love to find out um, what that's going to cost. Yeah, I know. I'll find out for you. All right, good. If anybody out there in TV land uh, knows that, um, please uh, send an email. Uh, they to might M- have went, right? They oh, yeah, got it, so yeah. if you've shot. already went and got it, how much was it? Well, when they give it out to first responders, I'm assuming that's free. Oh, yeah. It's got, come on. These it are better the be. That put it in their shelves on the Doctors, line. Doctors, nurses, policemen, firemen. Every to be interacting with COVID patients. Right. Uh, it, I mean, it has to be. You, you just got to be. Right. And, and I, then, of course, all the people in the nursing homes mm-hmm. who are being the first recipients uh, to get it in the population here in the U.S., they're right. not paying for it either. They're all Medicare eligible, so they're yeah. not paying for it either. Yeah, I'd like to find out. Again, if anybody out there has taken it and know what it's going to cost, uh, please email me at mbanner at 62whonew.com. And uh, I've got it right here. So we will see uh, what that costs because that uh, that is a factor. Um, yep. That's mm-hmm. a big Yeah. Uh, I hope you know, we're not pulling a uh, I won't mention a name. I won't say that. That's not nice. I just hope we're doing right by the country. Let's put you know, the drug world, the pharmaceutical world is not exactly known for doing right by people. I have no, no problem no, saying no. that. Um, but I hope we're doing right by people right now. Yeah. So the annual enrollment period just ended. Right. Okay. And that's for the people that are on Medicare Advantage plans. Uh, they're able to, you know, change to other Medicare Advantage plans. Uh, they could go back onto original Medicare and then they could then add a Part D prescription drug plan and then also uh, enroll in a Medicare supplement plan if, if they would like to. So that just ended. But. Lo and behold, a lot of people do not know that we just had that hurricane. What do we say? Etta? Yes. Eta, Etta. 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 It's ETA. Yes, ETA. So, yeah, Etta. <laughs> <laughs> so with the hurricane, uh, that was declared an emergency by FEMA. Uh, and once that, that was declared, we also have now a special exception for people that were affected in the counties, which primarily is on the west coast of Florida. Uh, as far as south as Sarasota, and I'm not too good with the northern counties, but I know your area, Hernando, Pasco, mm-hmm. Citrus is there also? Yes. If I you, yeah, that's covered also in Hillsborough and Pinellas and all that involved in the area. Mm-hmm. So anybody in those counties definitely have a special exception uh, that they can still uh, utilize the ability to change their Medicare Advantage plan or prescription drug plan right now. If for some reason they were affected by that and could make that decision while the annual enrollment period is going on, so they can still do that, and that's pretty important because a lot of people with COVID going on, um, they're depressed. Uh, you know, they just glued to the TV set. Uh, they haven't spoken to many people, and yeah. they don't get much news. So to find out now that they might still have the ability to change their plan uh, because of that special election, that could be a godsend to them. That could save them thousands of dollars in benefits because of expensive medications mm-hmm. um, or for other benefits because of their uh, health history. So if you have a plan that you want to change, you can still do it, people. So you can call your agent or you can certainly you know, contact well, me yeah, and yes. go on the Medicare Nation website, themedicarenation.com, and reach out to us and we'll help you find a plan for you. Let's talk for a second because I've learned that just recently that a lot of people didn't realize this. When we talk about the Medicare enrollment period, which is what, about 10 weeks? Yes, from October 15th to uh, Pearl Harbor Day, December 7th. All right. So, oh, eight weeks. Um, mm-hmm. About eight weeks. Okay. So 
during that period of time, you can switch your Medicare. Is that correct? From yeah, when? you can. Yep, you can switch your Medicare Advantage plan to another Medicare Adva- Advantage plan. Uh, you can switch your prescription drug plan to another prescription drug plan. Right. Or if you just had enough of Medicare Advantage plans, uh, you could go back on to original Medicare mm-hmm. uh, with or without a separate Part D prescription drug plan. And then you can also look into enrolling into a Medicare supplement plan to help defray the costs of the original Medicare. Okay, now is that the only eight weeks of the country? That you can uh, eight weeks of, you know, in in the twelve month period, let you know. Let's say me when I turn sixty five, which will be in two and a half years on July fourth, I don't have to wait for open enrollment to get my Medicare. I'm gonna no. get, I'm gonna get Medicare as soon as I turn sixty five. That's right. That's called your initial enrollment. Okay. So for anyone that's turning 65, you have your own special enrollment period. Okay. That, okay, when you're turning 65, the month of your birthday, you can enroll three months prior to your birthday or even three months after your month of your birthday. So you have your own uh, seven-month period that's called the initial enrollment period where you can join a plan, a Medicare Advantage plan, if you'd like. Okay. Yep, and then we have what's called special election periods that occur throughout the year, okay, and there's lots of different circumstances. Uh, I'm in Hillsborough County. If I wanted to move out by you in Hernando or Pasco County, that would be an exception where I could change my Medicare Advantage plan if I mm-hmm. wanted to. Uh, if I was in jail for the last five years and Let's I just not got talk released, about that, I, I could change my plan. Okay. Uh, if I was moving into or residing in a assisted living facility, I can change my plan if I'd like to. There, there's actually a lot of different reasons where people can have a special enrollment uh, exception. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are listed on the Medicare.gov website, and people can go there to take a look if they'd like, or if they shoot me an email uh, to support at the MedicareNation.com, I'd be happy to you know send them a list of those reasons because. People sometimes say, I hate this plan. It could be like August, and they don't think, like you just said, that there might not have been a reason to change, right. but they could have a reason, and they could get off of that plan into something that would suit them better if they knew they qualified for a special election plan. All right. So um, in, a, in addition, I know I went off on a segue there, but in addition now to being able to talk to your beneficiaries over the phone, which is brand new because of COVID. What are, did we see any other major COVID changes in this Medicare season? One big one that I really love uh, that was a, a big thorn in Medicare's side was for the, uh, the mental health industry. Uh, a lot of mental health um, people in the industry don't take insurance at all. You know, a lot of the counselors and the right. therapists... You know, they don't even take insurance. So that means they don't take Medicare. Okay, so that was a big hassle for the few psychiatrists and psychologists and the other therapists and social workers that did. And there's so few of them that they got bombarded okay, with appointments. And there's never enough open appointments for people that really need to talk to a therapist. Okay. So with COVID, what what brought in tremendous surge in the industry is now the telehealth industry. We're going to, yes, please go ahead. Yes. What we're doing right now. Yes. We're talking on Zoom, but now there are specific uh, software programs that are specifically designed because of HIPAA, 
protections and, mm-hmm. and other personal information and you know confidentiality issues uh, that can be used by healthcare practitioners uh, to speak now to their patients live so they can speak to each other. So that has been a booming industry now yes. since COVID happened. Uh, and now that has given a lot of opportunities for people to get appointments to talk to mental health care professionals that they couldn't get before because it takes time to travel and the therapist has to have time for this and this and that. There's so many more openings now and other practitioners are getting in and taking more insurance because of the ability to do telehealth. Tell it's, yeah. it's wonderful. This has been an all wonderful uh, asset, something positive that, that came out of this. Uh, I'm not sure if it's the second or third week in January, but we're actually bringing on <clears throat> one of the fastest growing telehealth companies in the country, Telemed. Um, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And what? I know and I'm not gonna. I don't want to mention. Great. Yeah, uh, maybe you can be on as part of the panel. Um, That's so wonderful. But, great, good for them. I'm glad they're coming on. Well, what freaked me out, and I'm not gonna try and explain too much of it, although I thought it was incredible, yep. is how I have to say it inexpensive it is. Yeah. I mean, there's not it's very inexpensive. Oh my God! I mean, the ability to be able. You know, let, let's stop talking for a second about seniors and Medicare and COVID, but the ability of single parents out there uh, that do not have jobs that pay them enough uh, for medical insurance. And we know there are tens of millions of, the, of those people. The ability for such a small fee per month, and I don't want to repeat it because I could say it wrong, um, for them to be able to, at 10 o'clock at night, dial a number, and, and I think it's within 12 minutes, mm-hmm. not a physician's assistant, a doctor comes on your screen and says, okay, what's his temperature? What's his this? What's his that? Let's get an antibiotic. Or he needs a, an inhaler or a doctor's appointment. Um, uh, again, I know it's thanks to COVID-19 that the telehealth industry is you know, growing you know, like crazy. But I, I think like you're talking to beneficiaries, uh, I don't think it's ever going to go away. I mean, no, 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 no. I, I mean, why would it? Not. So in respect to COVID, uh, if you weren't able to get into your doctor's office, your primary doctor or specialist because of COVID and they weren't accepting patients at the time, it was a telehealth. All the doctors had to quickly learn how to use the platforms mm-hmm. and their staff and then, and then the beneficiaries, the patients, everybody. Yes. I can tell you, I must have helped. Uh, at least 15 of my clients, I went to their homes and sat with them so I could get them on a telehealth call with their, with right. their physician. Right. Because they had no idea what to do. But once they got on, they were like, that's so easy. No, it, it really is. <laughs> I, you know, I'm like you. I'm not yeah. the, the tech guy you know, um, of, this, of the century. And yeah. the first couple of uh, months of COVID-19 when I was quarantined myself, where everything had to go... Uh, you know, Zoom, it made me a little nervous, but after you do it for a while, the truth is it's nothing. Um, no. You know, but the first few times or the first 10 times, it was, you know, Michael, we can't hear you. Michael, we can't see you. I mean, it was frustrating. Um, yeah. You know, I'm a dinosaur. We can't, you know, I might as well have had two Coke cans with a string between them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, all right. So we have being able to talk to beneficiaries. We have telemed. Two great Phenomenal. things that have Phenomenal. come. Phenomenal. Yeah. Industry. Okay. Mm-hmm. So two great things that have come from a bad set of circumstances. What else? Yep. 
Uh, and so now, of course, uh, we've had our regular changes. Okay. okay. These are the regular annual Let's talk changes about them. that happen with Medicare. Um, so everybody that is on Medicare and has Medicare Part B, B as in boy, which is the outpatient services part of Medicare, which mm-hmm. is what you know everybody uses most commonly. The doctor visits, going to the lab to get blood work, x-rays, uh, same day, outpatient operations, all of that is all covered under Part B. And people have to pay a monthly premium for that. Everybody that's on Medicare Part B has to pay a premium. Uh, if you're too poor and you can't afford the premium, then the state of Florida pays them for you. Those are people that are on Medicare and Medicaid. Mm-hmm. Um, and people that make a lot more money, they pay more of a monthly premium. Okay, so, But the majority of Americans um, that are in middle class, the rate went up from uh, 144.60 to 148.50. So it went only up a few dollars. That's not bad at all. So, not bad at all. I was very concerned yes. uh, about you know how it was going to go with COVID. So that is not bad. So it went up just a few bucks to 148.50. That's the monthly premium to be a member of Medicare Part B. People get confused and they think uh, that's what it costs for their supplement. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> it takes a long talk to explain that part to them. That's in addition to that. I That's the easiest way I've found is just tell them, hey, this is your membership into Medicare. Think that's of it right. as a monthly membership fee. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's my not God. free. You know, what, what did I pay for all my life? And I know we all pay. It's mm-hmm. a FICA. You know, but there's millions of people that are using this every day. These are the most common things. And Medicare can't cover that for everybody it, it just can't it would be bankrupt in probably one day it really would so uh, yep. uh, we all have to you know contribute so that's what it went up to 148.50 not bad at all a couple of bucks good uh went up almost a hundred dollars so that on uh, for people that are just on original medicare okay hospitalization is covered under part a and that's where uh you stay overnight as an inpatient obviously the hospital is the most common that would cost you as a deductible $1,484 now. Whether you stay one night as an inpatient or 60 nights as an inpatient, it's going to cost you $1,484 now. So obviously, so, I hate to say this, the longer you stay, the better that deal is. Not that, is, I, know. Not that I want anybody to be in the hospital. I know. Yeah, I don't want you anybody to be in the hospital a long time. Yeah, yeah. So, and that is every single time you're you are admitted into the hospital. Uh, after you get discharged, if you're out of the hospital in 60 days, it's considered a new incident. You're going to pay that again. Okay. So it can get quite costly, and that's why people look to Medicare Advantage plans and Medicare supplement plans to help defray that cost. Uh, the deductible for Part B, the annual deductible, only went up a few dollars. It. Okay went up to $203. That's the annual deductible for Part B now. Mm -hmm. So that's not too bad either. Very good. And after that, then the beneficiary is responsible for 20% of the Medicare allowable charge. So if they go visit their primary doctor and the Medicare charge is $100, Medicare pays 80% of that. And then the beneficiary is responsible for $20 or 20% of that $100 bill. Okay. So that's how that works. So uh, all in all, I have to say I'm pretty impressed uh, with the changes. They didn't raise those up too bad. So I think people can be taking a deep sigh of relief Absolutely. in those changes. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, the average premium for standalone prescription drug plans actually came down a little bit. 
So the average cost of a Part D standalone prescription drug plan across the United States is now $30 for 2021, where it was $34 in 2020. Right. So that has come down a tiny bit. So hurrah for that. And uh, they also, you know, have passed um, some of the bills um, in Congress to bring down some of the prices on some of the medications. And the one that is directly um, affected right now is insulin. So a lot of the insulin uh, rates have come down for seniors. And a lot of the different insulins, the maximum charge for them per month is uh, capped out at $35 a month, which is Phenomenal. That's incredible, Absolutely isn't it? Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. So so far, all good. Oh yeah, no, it's 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 been really all. Uh, I was really impressed. I was really concerned because of COVID and how much money the government was spending because of COVID uh, that they were going to turn around and just whack us all and you know trying to get it back. But um, I, I'm I'm very pleased with how the government handled it. Actually, very pleased. So that yeah. went well. So that's it for the uh, actual different changes in those are great changes premiums and deductibles. Yeah, they're all especially the first two. I mean, I I think I'm happy about uh, it. Yeah, especially um, the first two, and to me, especially um, this um, being able to get a doctor on your screen, you know, at any time of the day or night. You can't even get a doctor on the phone when you can afford it, let alone on your screen (laughs) within minutes. I mean, it is the truth. When you go to see the doctor, you're lucky if you really and truly if you see a doctor anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, And one thing I noticed, Mike, is that the doctors, uh, because the person is not directly there in their office, they're listening better mm -hmm. to the patient. Uh, because if they have to look at something now, it's very difficult unless it's something very obvious they can look at. You might have to take a picture, text it to them, Mm -hmm. email it to the, you know, them or, you know, looking at it. And they really were listening to the doctors that I sat with my clients at the appointment and sat with them with their doctors, all the doctors, and they were all different doctors were phenomenal. They were very caring, listening, listening, listening to the patients, which I loved. I really did. That was it was good to see that. And they didn't take five minutes. I mean, we were on the calls for 20 minutes to a half hour. That is unheard of. Really? You're never going to get that from a doctor in an office. No, you will never get that. It was crazy. I couldn't believe I'm looking at my watch going, wow, this is fantastic. And it was really nice to see that. And I hear that there are apps coming or already here or certain type of technology where you actually can use an app not just to take temperature and blood pressure and pulse that will automatically be transmitted to that doctor and have him go, okay, with this blood pressure and, and that pulse, you know, it's, we got to call 911 or don't worry. It's fine. You know, just let's get some medication or whatever. I mean, I I think you're going to see advances in the telemed industry um, in the next 12 months that, we probably wouldn't have seen for years if the country wasn't in such bad shape at this point, health-wise. No, no, I, I agree with you 100%. Um, the technology advancements has been crazy and insane. So things that people, that were people were working on, uh, you know, that might have been going through red tape because a lot of that got cut because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, different companies are rushing now to get things up and going because they can get it passed a little quicker now because right. of the COVID situation. Um, that's been good to see. Hoping 
there hasn't been a cut in integrity now. Yes. You know, with some of the things. That's the big worry that everybody's yes. worried about, you know. And let's yeah. talk about that for a second. Not that I'm casting dispersions. I am not. Um, no. Art, let me, I asked you before, you know, what do you think of the... Um, of the vaccine, you said, "Hey, I don't know," and you know, I don't want to give a qualified answer to that. But let me ask you: When it becomes available, are you going to take it? Let me just say, I'm. I don't want this to sound in a bad light. I it might sound bad, but I'm glad I'm not on the first list of people going. Yes, me too. I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm glad because I don't want to be that guinea pig. Yeah, you know, I feel like I am, even though I know they've had trials and things like that, but because we don't get the information that we should and things aren't as transparent as they should be. They never are. Uh, we don't We don't know, you know, how many people were in these different trials and what is that compared to some of the other trials for some of the other vaccines and things like right. that. Um, and, you know, the news, they only want you to hear the bad things. You know, That's like, exactly you know, right. You, you hear about the uh, Pfizer vaccine compared to the Moderna vaccine and, the, oh, this doctor had severe reactions on the Moderna vaccine. Oh, God. So it's always the bad stuff, you know. Yeah. You never hear any of the good stories or something that happens. So um, since I'm younger, I know I don't even have to worry about this until the summer, at least, or mm -hmm. even the fall. So um, by then, uh, you know, we should have a better idea of um, how it's protecting people uh, and our senior population and, and things like that. So the first responders, I think, are going to be our, our great experiment. Right. Right. Yeah. Because Which is great, great in one way. And worries me in another. And, and uh, ethnicities taking it. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's our best trial right there, looking at yeah. our first responders. Of course, the risk there, and I'm not trying to sign an, sound an alarm at all for those of people that actually know me. Um, you know, I'm, my glass isn't half full. My glass is three-quarters full. So I'm not trying to be a pessimist. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that the first responders should be first to get this. Uh, the doctors, the nurses, the attendees, police officers, uh, firemen, um, you know, the the the, uh, the paramedics. I mean, of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But could you imagine if there was a bad reaction to this shot? We could be hurting the most important people in the COVID-19 epidemic, our first yeah. responders. So I am hoping... Um, that the pharmaceutical company put quality before profit. Um, yes. You know, they're not known for that. Um, let's face it, it takes too long for this great country to approve new medicines. We all know that. Yeah. This one was rushed because of the severity, you know, of our situation, of our pandemic. Um, but there's a difference between rushing and cutting corners. So I, I just, you know, I personally am not going to take it for three to six months. Um, I, uh, I'm older. I don't think they're going to call on you anyway in three to six months. So I don't even think you have to worry about it. Especially I think after. It's going to take that long anyway to uh, for, yeah. distribute the, to the first responders and to our seniors in the nursing homes. So mm -hmm. I, I have, it's going to take that long anyway. I have many friends uh, that are saying they're going to get it the second it's offered. And I respect that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And of course, then there are going to be the ones that that want yeah. to wait, too. Yeah. You know, have you ever taken a regular flu sh a shot vaccine, Mike? People are going to go, are you kidding me? But no, I have not. OK, so I have not either. OK, good. I don't want to be the only one. So No, you're not the only one. I have never had a flu shot. And I know people are going, oh, 
yeah. gasping out there right now. But, you know, and I was a first responder and I never I didn't have the flu shot. I don't know. I just felt at odds about it. And um, mm-hmm. I've just been trying to be very careful and always taking my chances. So we'll see. This is a very different type of strain of yes. a uh, virus. So, you know, it's just hard to make a strict determination whether I want to do it or not. But It, it is very, very hard. Yes. Pleasantly happy that I have to wait anyway. Yeah. No, it is very hard. You know, we're, you know, this country health wise is boldly going where it never has gone before. Um, you know, it, it's, it's like I said, the, it's the Jewish guilt in me that worries that it is the first responders and the elderly the people right. that deserve it the most, the people that need it the most, they're the great experiment. Um, mm-hmm. You know, under normal conditions, we wouldn't be doing that. But these aren't normal conditions. I'm not right. saying there's a better way. I'm not saying that in any way, shape, or form. Um, and I give credit to the pharmaceutical companies and our government for getting this done so quickly, really and truly. Uh, Me too. Yeah, I mean, nothing but respect. Uh, let's just hope it turns out right. So I want to go back. I want to ask, I don't know if you've been watching the show the last three to four weeks. We've been making some waves um, talking about actually um, ways that people can afford long-term care insurance, uh, Medicare supplemental policies. Um, You know, my mom and dad had a med sub policy, but I have to tell you, I have relatives 65 and above, you Mm -hmm. know, um, that do not um, because they just can't afford it. Because yep. the two um, policies, and I could be off on this, but they were telling me that the two policies together um, are about six, $700 a month, mom and dad. And, um, you know, they're not, re- they're not living on $1,200 a month Social Security, but they are living on 3500 to 4000 a month. Right. And when you have a mortgage payment yep. and you have taxes and real estate, uh, real estate taxes, not too much taxes, you know, when you're in that income bracket, but you also have a car payment, maybe. You're a senior, so hopefully your car is free and clear, but you have car insurance. There's no doubt about that. And a uh, golf cart. And a golf cart. Um, <laughs> and the truth of the matter is, um, you know, you, if you're in a town home or a condominium, which many people are, and seniors, you know, you have your homeowners association, you know, so... It's, you know, as, as we all know, living on three, four, five grand a month, and I know there's people going, is he kidding me? You know, my, my grandfather's living on 1200 a month. But it's not that easy to take six or 700 out of right. your disposal, even though you absolutely know you're going to need it. If, if, I mean, you need it as much as going to the grocery store every week. You mm-hmm. must have that extra 20% paid for I know if my parents didn't happen, have it between back surgeries, uh, heart attacks, cervical cancer, prostate mm-hmm. cancer, if they didn't have that extra 20 taken care of, they would have went bankrupt. There's, there's no way mm-hmm. to get around it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I know you sell MedSub policies. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. We have been discussing on the show the last three, four weeks, specifically for long-term care insurance for people 62 and above, Med subs, obviously, you got to be 65. Right. The ethical and moral part, not legal, because we know it's legal. 
of saying to somebody who, let's say, two of your clients who say, Diane, we need this, and then you give them the price, and they go, mm-hmm. we just can't do this. If we do this, it, it, it has a negative effect on our life. Have you ever suggested possibly, uh, I'm going back to my world now, asking sure. them if they have a mortgage payment? Yes, we do. If we could eliminate that mortgage payment, would that make it easier, or in fact, not easier, altogether possible for you to afford this, these two med sub policies? And in most cases, your mortgage payment is higher than six or seven hundred a month. Not only will you have the med sub, you will have extra disposable cash. Is there uh-huh. anything in your world, the med sub world, that prevents you from bringing up literally a financing option. No. But uh, yet nobody does it. You want to know why? Because I'm not, that's not my specialty. Mortgages, I don't have the knowledge. Now you're, you're telling me that we're going to have to have a discussion about that because that, if that's something that can help my clients, okay, and yes. they can have extra income and they can afford the creme de la creme of, of insurance to help them with their medical conditions for the rest of their life, yes, of course. Mm-hmm. But, but it's only because I don't have that knowledge. Right. There's no doubt. And I think you and I have spoken about this before, not just this particular topic, but I would love you and people like you to actually have your mortgage license. Mm-hmm. Um, because A, that would enable me to train you into many different aspects, not just reverse mortgages. I mean, our rates right now are in the twos and threes. The whole country is refinancing. Amazing. Everybody you're speaking to, let's say they're in their mid-50s right. and you're selling them something else. Mm-hmm. They, if, they're in, if they have a $250,000 mortgage at 4.5% and I can bring them down to two and three quarters, I don't care if you're not selling them anything. You can right. save them three, 400 a month. That's right. It's mm-hmm. time for, I think, financial advisors slash insurance agents to join the mortgage world. Now, there are certain rules and regulations. If you were selling somebody a med sub policy or two, and we were using a reverse mortgage to help them afford that, you would not be allowed to make money on the reverse mortgage because that's cross-selling and there are regulations. But if you're not making money on the reverse mortgage, why wouldn't you want to say to them, my God, you have a $1,200 house payment. Let's eliminate that. Get you your med subs and you still have an extra 600 a month to do whatever you want with. Right. So that's what... Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. Yeah, the only the only uh, regulations that we have is just as you mentioned is cross selling, mm-hmm. and when um, a Medicare agent is discussing Medicare products, okay, they are not allowed to cross sell or discuss other, other products at that appointment. Right. So that is some if they brought it up or if it's something I see because of the, something they just mentioned and it's a possibility. All I would need to do is say I have something I would love to talk to you about. Let's make another appointment. And then let's sit down and let's bring this up and we'll talk about that at that time. So that's that's all we have to do. That's That's very interesting. So Mm -hmm. the way the law or the regulation is, Mm -hmm. 
you feel that that you couldn't bring it up at the at that appointment. You'd have to come back because you well, wouldn't be. Well, I mean, if something it just comes up and we're just talking in general, like they, you know, it comes up every time I speak to someone. I go over. Each category of Medicare plans for people, I have to explain to them and um, about Medicare supplements and what that is and what costs are involved in general. And then I have to go over what Medicare Advantage plans are and what they are and prescription drug plans. So I have to go through that education. Okay, and all of a sudden, someone is going to say if they can't afford a Medicare supplement, if I say uh, for for a woman turning 65 in Hillsborough County, it's going to cost you about... $179 $179 a month to get on a plan G is in George plan now. Okay, they're immediately going to say, I can't afford that. What would be they'll an say, A? They, they'll say that. Or they'll say, that's not too bad. You know, or, like they'll give you that right away. I, I didn't have to ask them anything. They're going to say that's a normal reaction uh, for somebody when they hear, and you know, what the prices are for Medicare supplements. Now, that's very inexpensive. But that's because it's plan G? Oh uh, no no no! But that's that's a sixty. That's because it's a sixty-five-year-old woman in Hillsborough County. That's in that zip code oh, okay. in that area. Uh, it could go all the way up to. Uh, that's just for one company. You know, it could go all the way up to. Um, you know, two hundred and twenty-five dollars. And a man is more expensive, correct? Sure, for another company, sure. Yeah, how much yeah. more is a man? A man is about one eighty-seven for turning sixty-five. I'm very surprised now. I am actually surprised that the numbers are that low. Ah, well, again, see, uh, what the other thing people don't realize is that this is affordable. Probably over sixty companies that can offer Medicare supplement plans, and the prices fluctuate for every single company. So the the price I'm giving you is about one of the lowest uh, prices per month per company. Whereas, you know, the highest companies um, are going to be like your state farm insurance Mm -hmm. companies, uh, your uh, bankers trust companies. Those companies are one of the most expensive companies that offer Medicare supplements plans. So for someone where I just said the woman is going to pay, you know, like $179 a month, uh, someone that's on the uh, state farm or bankers, I mean, you're looking at over $200 for the same plan. It's ridiculous. For the same plan. You're not getting anything better. No, you're not getting nothing. (laughs) You're getting nothing. It's the same benefits, exact same plan, whether you're living here in Hillsborough County or living in Los Angeles, California, or you're in Brooklyn, New York. It doesn't matter. It's the same plan. Mm-hmm. It's the different price per company, per zip code, per state. That's how they do it. And it does vary from state to state? Oh, yeah. And it's, it's, it varies from county to county. And is, if you had to guess, is Florida one of the better price states? Yes, it is. It Be- is. Because mm-hmm. of what? The warm weather and um, you know, the ability to live longer down here? I think so. Less stress, right? More time to play. Yeah. You know, more things to do, uh, more friends, interaction with family. Yeah, yep. it's a better lifestyle. There's no doubt about it. Although that pickleball mm-hmm. will kill you, I'm hearing slightly. <laughs> <laughs> I play pickleball. I have more friends in their upper 60s and 70s that have gotten hurt playing pickleball the last two years than ever in my entire life. I go, what are you, you, know, what are you doing? Well, are you killing people out there? What, what's going Listen, on? I play with everybody is older than me. So I'm playing with these people in their 80s and they're killing me. They're so good at this game. <laughs> <laughs> I just started. They're killing me. They're killing me. It's embarrassing. All right. So um, Medicare enrollment season is over. 
Um, yes. We're going to have 2020 in the rearview oh, mirror. Goodbye. Yeah, goodbye. in three days. But let's face it, the next few months, if not more, three to six months of 2021, is going to be pretty much the same as um, 2020. Not to mention there are areas in this country uh, where the emergency rooms are overflowing. Um, mm-hmm. So what is your life going to be like this first quarter? What are your goals the first quarter of 2021? I mean, like I said, in some places, the emergency rooms are overflowing worse than March. But here comes the vaccine. So we're mm-hmm. on the brink. There's light at the end of the tunnel. You know, what do you see the first quarter of this year being for you? I, I mean, literally for you. What are you doing this next 90 days? So uh, what happens in January is Medicare has what's called the open enrollment period, which goes from January 1st to uh, February 28th or 29th in the leap year. And what happens during that time is, is that people on a Medicare Advantage plan only. So this is just for people on Medicare Advantage plans. Mm-hmm. If for some reason... Uh, they couldn't make the right decision and they wanted to make a change. They were given the wrong information. They decide on a plan and they don't like it. They can make a one-time change to another Medicare Advantage plan or go back onto original Medicare during this time frame. So it will be, uh, I'll, I'll be busy, but nothing like the annual enrollment period, but I, I will definitely still be busy. I really want to be speaking i miss speaking a lot mm-hmm. uh Me you know too. um educating um my beneficiaries and people all across the country about medicare and everything and it's been very hard not being able to do that and i try to do uh education with zoom and things like that and not enough beneficiaries uh, were into the Zoom or didn't have the knowledge of getting on Zoom. It didn't work. I think I'm going to try it again because there's so many things I want to help people and educate them about with Medicare. So I will try it again now that we've been through you know, nine months of this. Hopefully more people have gotten involved with Zoom meetings with their family and their friends, their doctors, whatever. And um, I'm going to try to get more of that because that's very important to get the knowledge out to people. I would love to let people know and get information uh, about the distribution of the vaccines. I know Tampa General Hospital is one of the major distribution points for receiving uh, the vaccines in my area and distributing it from there. So I would love to be able to tell people because they think they just call their doctor's office. The doctor's offices don't have a clue. That's right. They they have no information right now. So I would love to be able to do that to help people understand the process better. Uh, let them know which vaccines Florida are getting. Are they getting Pfizer? Are they getting the Moderna? Are they getting both? What are we getting? You know, yeah. all that kind of information. I would love to help them to understand. Fantastic. So. And, um, You know, I say this all the time. It's a totally different topic, but I promise I'll I'll bring it back. You know that even though uh, even though it has been um, so many years since September 11th, um, we still feel the ramifications financially, socially, racially. We're still feeling the the ramifications of 911. It's easy to see, it's terrible to see, but it's easy to see the small businesses that have closed and suffered because of COVID-19. Um, people working in Publix and supermarkets throughout the country that in the worst part 
of the pandemic. They just had to go to work or they wouldn't eat. Mm-hmm. And there they were. I mean, they're not police officers. Uh, they're not doctors. They're not nurses. Um, right. They're not paramedics. But they certainly were first line because they were, they were packing your bags in your supermarket. So it's, it's easy to see how that affected us. Um, I'm going to be bringing a couple of psychologists on the show in the next month or so, probably consistently through 2021. Um, I think we're going to be feeling the mental, emotional, and psychological effects of this pandemic for years and years to come. I don't think it's going to cripple us, um, but whether you have a an outgoing personality like you and I, and we want to be out there speaking and teaching and blah, 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 or you have a crummy personality and you really should never leave the house anyway because you do nothing but complain. The truth is human beings weren't meant to sit home and watch television 18 hours a day and even do great things over a screen. Mm -hmm. They have to have interaction. Um, We have babies being born this past year. Uh, that haven't been out of the house. Uh, yeah. You know, I know when my seven-year-old goes, my seven-year-old grandson, Benjamin, goes to school, he's wearing a mask. Uh, when we go uh, to the zoo in Tampa, both yeah. uh, him and his three-year-old brother wearing a mask. Um, there is, I know, um, suicides are up. Cases oh, yeah. of depression are up. Um, we weren't made for this. And I, I applaud everybody that stayed in. I'm one of those people that believes it had to happen. Um, if we didn't close down the country, which economically killed us, but if we didn't, God knows how many people could have died. We did right. But I, I know a lot of people older than me and younger that have been affected um, emotionally by not being out, by not being with their children, their grandchildren, their friends, the group that they meet with at McDonald's to have a cup of coffee and an Egg McMuffin. I think we're going to be discussing the mental and psychological um, ramifications of COVID-19 for a long time. I agree, Michael. Sadly, but you're right. I agree with you, too. Yeah, it's just, um, you know. And then you drive by and you see a strip center, you know, where you go, oh, that was my favorite sandwich shop or one of my favorite, you know. And they're not just, you know, half full. They're gone. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and now we're going to get a $600. Well, I won't. But um, now we're going to get $600. People are going to get $600 checks. What is that going to do? Um, talk about an epic fail. Um, yeah. Even the $1,200 checks, mm-hmm. which was how many months ago? Yeah. Six? Mm-hmm. What an epic fail. Um, yeah, not a good thing. So uh, we have about a minute and 45 seconds left. I do want to thank you um, for being here. I want to bring you on when we have our long-term care insurance panel. I know that's something that you have talked about getting into, and um, we, we've concentrated a lot on long-term care insurance um, in the last four weeks of this show. Uh, with some of the giants, one of them you've been on the show with, Mark Goldberg. Yep, and Mark. Uh, mm-hmm. we're starting to, we, I, I'm really hoping that 62 Who Knew can be a very, little 62 Who Knew um, <laughs> can be a very, very big part 
to the, and I think it's millions. I've been told it's hundreds of thousands, but I do think it's millions, but that's my opinion, and I'm known to exaggerate. Um, to the millions of people, not that know about long-term care insurance and don't get it, I think there's millions of people that don't even know insurance like that exists and think they can't afford it if they do know it exists, but they don't even know what it is. And once they found out what it is, they would never be stuck in a facility if we had another pandemic like that. So a a big thrust of 62 who knew. You're right about that. Bingo. You hit that right on the head. Is going to be bringing financing options to seniors across this country to afford Medicare supplemental policy, um, uh, you know, of course, long-term care insurance, traditional and hybrids. And I really hope you're going to be a part of that all all this coming year. So Uh, thank you as always. As always, thank you so much, buddy. It's always a pleasure. And thank you, audience, for tuning in. I love talking to you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a happy and healthy new year, everyone.